This episode is sponsored by Bees. She is the creator of the Giftatize app and the author of the Financial Starter Kickbook. Bees works in the defense industry as an overseas contractor. After years of studying financial literacy and investing, she is now financially free. The Financial Starter Kick comes with a free money allocation spreadsheet and gives you all the resources that you need to take control of your finances today. You can purchase the book at financialstarterkit.com. If you want to learn more about the defense industry and how to obtain a stable, high-paying career in the States or overseas, you can purchase her Defense Industry Guide at www.defenseindustry.guide. Also, for more information, you can follow her on Twitter at capital underscore SB. Turn me up some. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary. You still believe in limitations, why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper I've been Chase of greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later in the conversation. We strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments and sacrificing temporary sh- for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna speak that sh- that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. Today's episode is also brought to you by Brandon Thomas Insurance Services. Brandon Thomas Insurance Services is an independent insurance broker that is accredited by the BBB with a focus on life and health insurance products. They provide insurance coverage for all family members' needs, whether it be children that need affordable life insurance, adults that want term and permanent life insurance options, or seniors that need Medicare or final expense policies. They offer free consulting and quoting to those states in which their services are provided, which include Texas, Louisiana, Colorado, North Carolina, Nevada, Georgia, California, and Ohio. Make sure y'all go check them out at bthomasinsurance.com or give them a call at 512-549-6123. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. I'm your host, Xavier. I got my co-host, D, with me. Hey, everybody. And today we got another special episode with another special guest for you guys. And he's hailing out of Austin, Texas. His name is Brandon Thomas. He's an entrepreneur. And he's also the owner of uh, Brandon Thomas Insurance Services. It's an, ind- it's an independent insurance brokerage that's accredited by the BBB, doing a lot of great things. And we happen to have him on. So welcome to the show, bro. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Great, man. Great. Good as always. Good as always. What about you? How you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. I'm excited to be on you guys' podcast, man. You guys are doing great things. You guys are growing booming and i love to see it definitely man we really appreciate that fam for real and uh just to get just getting right into it man so for the people who are not uh, aware of, aware of you do you mind just giving a background on yourself 
Uh, yeah, so like you said, uh, born and raised in Austin, Texas. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur um, since I was 22. I'm 24 now. Uh, like I said, full time. Um, when I first started, I had a lot of stuff going on. But recently, man, I've just been uh, pretty much just focused on uh, building my insurance brokerage. Um, so that's like I said, that stuff's been doing pretty good. Um, doing like a lot of expansions, but yeah, I just been pretty much just focused on focused on my lane, man, just growing. I feel it. Uh, I feel it. And for let me ask you this: so, what made you for entrepreneurship? You know, there's so many different lanes these days, and you know, a lot of times, if what it, from my experience, what it seems like is insurance is not is not picked as often. So, what made you want to go into insurance as an entrepreneur? Uh, for the exact same reason what you just said, I did not see a lot of people that look like me uh, jumping in that lane. Uh, because when I got when I got started, I was around nothing but uh, white people and Asians. Mm. And uh, that's when I really started, you know, learning, you know, more about financial literacy. And, you know, I would go to these meetings and I would just look around. And I'm just like, man, like, I'm like the only black person really up in here you know and then I saw somebody uh I think it was Brandon Jones had posted uh that most most people that were insurance brokers or agents were uh like older people getting ready to retire Mm -hmm. um so I just seemed like a big opportunity you know and I took it uh especially right now since you know our people are becoming more uh financially literate um so I was like man let me just you know educate myself in this lane and then, you know, take this game that I learned and bring it back, you know, to my community uh, and also help people out, you know, uh, as well. So. Okay. Okay. I feel, I feel that. And so you said you've been doing it. So two years now, right? Uh, yeah. So when I first started, uh, I had got, basically I got recruited by, uh, I guess you could say it's like a, it's like an insurance MLM. So okay. uh, they go by uh, World Financial Group. Um, so like I said, I got recruited and, uh, you know, they basically was giving me the game and I was like, you know, I really could make money like doing what they were doing because they really weren't focused too much on selling insurance. They were more focused on like recruiting. So right. although you can make six figures, you know, selling insurance because this MLM is different from most MLMs because most MLMs you selling stuff like, I don't know, you might be selling like a product that you might not really be getting like a big commission off of. But with this, it was, it was kind of different. But like I said, they was, they was all like really into like the recruiting and stuff. And then I was just thinking, I was like, man, like, you know, y'all go hard with this. You know, I was around six or seven figure people. um, But I was like, man, y'all really don't, y'all really don't own this. And although y'all call yourselves business owners, you know, you still got to really, like, really, really be on your hustle. You know what I'm saying? So it's still kind of like, it's still kind of like Mm self-employment. You know what I'm saying? So I basically was like, you know what? Like, let me, like, do something that most people aren't doing. Let me, like, go independent. And um, that's what I did 2019. Uh, So 2019, during the spring, I had went independent. So I left them and was doing my own thing. And uh, I was pretty much focused on basically being self-employed and building my book of business. And then I had read that book called uh, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber, which is mm. a great book. Uh, anybody that is in the process of building a business, I would definitely read that book. I recommend that book. Um, 
it basically shows you how to go from uh, like unorganized to organized and from like self-employment to like business owner. Um, so 2020, I was like, you know what? Being self-employed is cool. I can rate, I can make good money just selling insurance, but let me build like a family business, you know, that way I can, you know, not only hire, of course, my family members, but, you know, other people that look like me, you know, so that's what I've pretty much been in the process of doing uh, since the beginning of this year. Yeah. So, but yeah. That's, no, that, that's dope, man. And, I'm, and, and something you brought up that I think I want to touch on, I think we, now that I think about it, we never, we never talked about this on Men Our Mindsets, and that is MLMs. And the and for those who don't know what MLM is, it's just multi-level marketing. And yes. Deanna, Deanna knows, or anybody who closely knows me, they know how much, how much, how strongly disdain MLMs. Deanna's laughing because she know, like, I have a, <laughs> I have a strong, strong dislike for MLMs for many reasons. And I know, and I, I'm, and for people that listen to this podcast that's involved in MLMs, I'm not trying to discourage you from doing that. I'm just talking about me personally, how I personally feel personally you feel about ML yeah. I feel like like how would you just said though how you left and you start your own because you know m- most people that's involved in MLMs they sold on this idea as that they're an entrepreneur a business owner etc cetera, etc cetera. but the reality yeah. is you just have another job you know what I'm saying you don't exactly. own you don't own that business you don't own those products and yep. you just get money on recruiting and that's not to me like I said this is just me personally to me that's not that's not that's not business or entrepreneurship. That's just a, like I said, that's just another job. But then the pay scale is really, is really trash for real. When you look at most MLMs and like the percentage of people that's really making money, it'd be like 0.00. Yeah. Something crazy, man. So it's like for people that's involved in that, I feel like you could like what you did, bro. Like you a perfect example. I feel like you could take that model or whatever you're doing and you could just create your own business instead of depending on that system. Cause that system, you're not going to get no money for real. And you're going to be yeah. working like a damn near slave for nothing. Oh, yeah. Thinking you thinking you a business person, but you're not, you just well, an employee. Well, I'll, I'll say this. So when COVID, when COVID hit the people that were my uplines, when I was with that insurance MLM, they pretty much lost everything, bro. Because their business model is different from my business model. So, like I said, with them, they're focused more on like, um, you know, recruiting, you know, and prospecting people. And all of that is basically in person. So Mm -hmm. it's like once COVID kind of cut that off, it messed them up. So these people went from driving foreign cars and living in luxury apartments to living with other people and having to turn turn their stuff in. Um, so like I said, it's pretty sad, but my advice when it comes to MLMs is if you like starting an entrepreneurship, I mean, it's cool. It's good for like a, like a, like a side hustle, but if you're going to put your all into something, you know, make sure it's something that you can like own, you know what I'm saying? Like the, like I said, the MLM model is it, they, they dare to like, you know, I'm not gonna say they're selling you a dream because I mean it's I mean it, it's like I said it's people that make a lot of money doing that stuff, right. you know what I'm saying? But a lot of people sign up and really don't know what they're getting themselves into because they make it they make it seem like it's it's something easy. Um, but I was in a couple MLMs, um, and my first thought was, man, this is gonna be easy, but <laughs> it, it wasn't. So 
I think that's my biggest thing towards it is they don't market it for what it is. Yeah. They, you know, put the, they throw entrepreneurship and business on there, on there, but that's not the case at all. And there's no real ownership in it. You just really work in to benefit the company that you, you know, fall yeah. under. So that's just exactly. my thing. If, if y'all going to do it, you know, know exactly what you're doing and market it for what it is. Mm, yeah, good. that is true. That's true right there. And that's, yeah, I think that's where my problem really comes from is just the, uh, like the way it's the way the, like if it's you know, marketed, it. yeah, the way they present it. If it was presented in a in a real honest way, I wouldn't have no problem with it at all. But I know the way it's presented to most people that get involved is like, yes, oh, you're entrepreneur, you a business owner, you're gonna make a lot of money, you're gonna do this, that, you got your own yeah. business. Well, all that really be like a damn lie for real, because the business it is yours. It's not no, nope. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's 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 a it's a crazy game. But like I said again, for people that's listening to this, that's involved, I'm not telling you to leave your MLM. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I'm just speaking on from my how I feel about it personally. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like for some people it's like a uh it's like a uh a phase in their journey. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh for, I mean like I said for me it was cuz I started off my first affiliate uh well, I get affiliate market MLM. Uh, was actually with the black owned credit company. Okay. So I don't know if y'all remember when I was first on Twitter, my Twitter name was uh, Yoshi the Financial Plug. Yep. So that was before I really got deep into insurance, but I was really, I was really on the credit side and I was like, you know, I'm about to make a lot of money doing this. But uh, I was at that point, I was, I was, I was recruiting too. Um, but it, the numbers started like not making sense. Cause that was a, that was something I had to pay out of pocket for that MLM every month. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, the numbers weren't, they weren't making sense. So. Yeah. That's another thing. You got to pay, you got to pay fees and stuff. Uh, to, to keep it involved. It's like, you got, yeah. So it's, 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 yep. uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a crazy game for real. I feel like if you got your own business and you put the, you put a, you install an ML, MLM model within your own business and you just be honest about the people that you got working and saying like, this could be another side hustle could potentially make you some money. I feel like that's yeah. dope. That's dope. But like, like I said, the the false advertisement on how they do it a lot of ways. I feel like it's BS. But like I said, that's just me. And let me let me ask you this though, for because we didn't we didn't talk about this yet. So like, what type of insurance uh, do you do? Oh, so my brokerage f- focuses on uh, life, health, uh, Medicare, disability, um, stuff like long term care, uh, critical illness. Um, but we don't do any kind of like home or auto. Uh, so anybody that's listening to this, cause I get a lot of messages about home and auto and I'm like, I don't think I've ever posted anything about home and auto. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I get like random DMs like, Hey man, you do auto insurance. I'm just like, bro, I, I, I don't think, I don't think cause I, I pay people to like run some of my social media, like advertising and content. Mm-hmm. I don't think they post anything about that. Um, but yeah, mostly like I said, life, health, Medicare, um, and then stuff you know, within, um, within that, that category. Okay. If you don't mind. And we do it, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You... I was going to say, we do it for, uh, uh, individuals and businesses as well. Okay. That's dope. So I was going to say, uh, if you don't mind, can you give us like a breakdown of the different types of, um, insurances and you know how they can benefit people? Uh, you mean like life insurance? Like, uh, okay. Um, so, uh, like I said, my broker's, 
we're really big on life insurance. That's probably like my, my bread and butter. Um, and we do everything within the, within the life insurance industry. Uh, so term and permanent. Um, so we do term, uh, whole life, universal life, index, universal life. Um, I would warn people that if they do get approached by somebody that sells insurance, um, to always be weary of, uh, like people that can't, uh, provide like a, a plethora of products, uh, because some people are like, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys see this, um, on the internet, people would be like whole life versus term. And a lot of people tell you, wouldn't tell you to invest in whole life because of what they misunderstand. Um, but what we do is we basically like, like our clients, it's like a case by case situation. I basically provide, you know, the pros and cons of each kind of uh, life insurance. And then based on where they're at financially now and where they plan on being financially in the future, that's when I'll recommend, um, I'll recommend a certain type of product. But um, usually when people reach out to us, it's, they, they pretty much already know what they want. Right. Um, so, um, but I'm not sure if I answered this. I think you said, I think you asked me, can I break down each, you said like pros and cons of like each type of life insurance. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, just overall how they can benefit people mm-hmm. to have them. Okay. Um, so, I mean, the, the most, I mean, the, the big ways to benefit from a life insurance policy, of course, is what you get, you know, from a death benefit. Um, whenever you're the beneficiary on somebody's policy, they pass away. Um, you know, people are inheriting, you know, five figures, six figures, seven figures. Some people inherit eight figures. Um, so that's the main way. Uh, another way is the, the cash value that you can build up from investing to a permanent policy. Um, with whole life, uh, some whole life, most whole life, uh, um, policies will be like guaranteed on the, on the interest. Um, however, uh, the caveat to that is that the interest will probably be low. Um, but when it comes to universal life, uh, you have a chance to get, you know, higher returns on your money. Um, but like I said, it's a, it's a case by case. Some people, you know, they like, you know, a fixed return. Some people are, you know, a little bit more risky, um, but yeah, cash value is another way. Uh, and then uh, another way that you can benefit from a life insurance policy that most people really don't talk about is uh, the living benefits that you can get. And this is uh, included in term and permanent. So um, let's say, you know, God forbid to both you guys, but let's say somebody gets like a cancer, right? And you have a term policy worth, you know, $100,000. So you have this accelerated death benefit that'll let you access that a hundred thousand so you can pay, you know, the cost of, you know, uh, taking care of your cancer or heart disease, stroke, um, heart attack, uh, stuff within that category. Um, but yeah, those are like the, the, the three like big ways to, to, to benefit from, you know, having life insurance. I think, like me, how I feel about. It, I think it's a, it's very important. Like I know, oftentimes when you young, us as young people, we like we don't need life insurance because we probably not gonna die right now. We super young, but I think even if you're young, you should have it. Like I know me because I was in the military. They made us get life insurance, so it it, it kind of exposed me to it early on. But I see the value in it now. Still, now that I'm out, like life insurance is extremely important because like I don't know if I talked about it on this podcast. 
I'm pretty sure I did. I don't remember, but I talk about like how this comedian T.K. Kirkland he say he always say like when you die somebody is supposed to blow up. Meaning like yeah. if you got life insurance and you and you have a a, a death like an untimely death, whether you got a two hundred thousand dollar policy or four hundred thousand dollar policy, somebody is supposed to get that money off your death, and they supposed to it's supposed to be life changing for them. So that's why mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like life insurance is really like mandatory because like none of us know when we go go and even if even when you're young you might think you live forever but we all know crazy stuff can happen so it's it's important yeah. to have stuff in place where like when you gone your people straight like even even in, and the policy is not expensive when you're young anyway for real it's not you know it's what I'm really saying not. it's really not <laughs> yeah and, so, uh, you go go ahead yeah, I've been and I've been seeing lately um, in Austin. I know there's been uh like three deaths uh within mm-hmm. like the 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 past couple weeks. Um all of those people have been in the age range of maybe like twenty-three to maybe like twenty-five. Mm-hmm. Um they all passed away from drink drinking and driving. Um and nobody nobody had any kind of life insurance and one of them actually had a child. Um so and it and it, it's not me being selfish, like thinking about the sale my business could have got, but it's like, when I see a GoFundMe for like really anybody, I always calculate like, man, this person, you guys could have saved all this time for less than $15 a month. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, this is, it's crazy. Um, but like you said, the, the younger you are, the cheaper it is. Um, even if you don't have kids, if you plan on having kids or just if you, if you have anybody that loves you, you know, you should mm-hmm. have something because you don't want to, you know, pass on debt to your family you know and that's just something that we've been doing as a people for too long is you know passing on debt um so like i said man i'm just trying to you know just play my part man and trying to you know educate people and like i want to make sure you know like life insurance is just a part of the culture like as soon as a as soon as you have a child like you should put a policy on your child Mm. you know and most policies, most policies for children are going to be investments because they're going to really start off um, uh, uh, either whole life. I sell children's whole life policies all the time for as low as like five bucks a month. You know what I'm saying? So um, it just it, it needs to be a part of the culture. It needs to be part of the culture. It it's the easiest way to pass on wealth. Yeah, that's fact. That's fact. It's the easiest way. And I think it's a misconception around life insurance. I think a lot of times people think that life insurance is something for like rich or wealthy people when the reality is most rich or wealthy people don't need life insurance because they're rich or wealthy already so it's not like mm-hmm. they need that extra money to pass on to their kids because they got something life insurance mm-hmm. is really like it's really crucial for people that don't got it like that because when you yeah. die if you don't got no money anyway you got nothing to pass down so so if you don't have money and you have life insurance, now you have something to pass down. You know what I'm saying? That was cheap for you to pay for and have access to. So that's why I, I just want to touch on that so people know, like, even if you don't, not doing super well financially, life insurance is still important for you. And it's and you can still get it at wherever you yeah. at. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, like I said, like, uh, no, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I was going to say, I, like, the, the younger you are, the cheaper it is, man. And then also the the healthier you are because um, I'll, I'll i'll say this because sometimes I'll, I'll get like some inquiries and um somebody will be like well hey man i'm 46 and you know i have diabetes i had a heart attack you know 
and people at that age you could still get you know insurance but it's like you're very very like limited on what you can get and how much you can get so like i said people need to just make it a priority mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's heavy right there you want to say something no you can go ahead yeah, I was I, I was gonna say uh I forgot what I was gonna say. I was, it was something. It was uh, something else about insurance as well. Like yeah, I was gonna ask. This was yeah. This what I was gonna say because I uh talked about this when I was on uh Josh and Toby Corp- corporate Coke and Smack podcast. I talked about how how like because how you said it's the quickest way to get wealth is through life insurance. And a lot of times people that avoid they just avoid the whole conversation because the conversation obviously is basically the core of it is death. You know what I'm saying? So people, when this conversation like that, people try to avoid it. And I was telling, I was telling, I was trying, I was giving a quick tip on a podcast. I was just saying like, let's say you have a family member that's in the seventies or eighties. It's like, if you probably should have a conversation with them and ask, like, see if they got life insurance and if not, Help them take out a policy. And if if they don't have the money, the means to pay for it, you could pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you and, and until hopefully they live a long, a long life, but until they pass away, now you got a X amount of dollar policy that's granted to you or, or or whoever other family members. So that's another thing people could think about if they have elders in their family that might not have life insurance. It's important to get that policy. Just so like I said, when somebody dies, somebody's supposed to blow up. So yeah, definitely talk to y'all folks and, and make sure they got they they got policies and stuff because it's never too late. Like it, although it's gonna be more costly when you're older, it's still gonna be worth it in the end. I think. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, it, sometimes it is too late. Like if you're over the oh, age of eighty. Yeah, if you're over the age of eighty. Uh, well, let me not say. Let me not say that. To my knowledge, if you are over the age of eighty, maybe eighty-five, it's very difficult for you. Okay. Uh, uh, to get a policy, um, sense, but since bro. but since you since you brought that up, um, people that are older, uh, um, well, let me let me let me rewind. Uh, so basically, with, with life insurance, you got like different types of like death benefits. So for for most people, they're gonna have something which is called like a level death benefit, meaning that let's say you get a policy on a, that that goes into effect on a Tuesday, right? And you pass away that next week, right? Your family will still get all of that money that was in that insurance contract with like a level death benefit. But you also have some policies that are considered to be graded death benefits, meaning that if you pass away within a certain time frame, they'll only pay you your premiums back. Mm. So and most of those are gonna be like a two, a two-year, a two-year wait. So I, I do have a product and it's called, uh, it's called guaranteed issue life insurance. So it doesn't matter, you know, what your height or weight is. It doesn't matter what kind of, you know, medical history you have. You could be on your deathbed, but if you pass away within that a, a two year period, they're only going to pay you back your premiums. So, um, I would just encourage people if they're dealing with people that sell an insurance, ask what what type of death benefit that you have. Uh, most are going to be level. Uh, some are going to be graded. Um, and then some will be like increasing, uh, which is an increasing death benefit is basically what it sounds like. Basically every year your death benefit will increase. Um, so. That's, yeah, that's important. I'm glad like, like man, I'm, I'm really glad we uh doing this episode, bro. Cause we talk about, obviously on this, on this podcast, we talk about wealth building all the time through, 
through strategic things like real estate. Uh, what we had talked about crypto stocks, yeah, stocks, yeah. every pretty much everything trucking, but we never mm-hmm. talked about life insurance and how important that is to keep that when you pack ones. Because like I said, we all gonna we all gonna die as much as we all want to avoid that. It's gonna happen. So this yeah. conversation is extremely, extremely, extremely important. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I'll say this as well, just to uh, piggyback off what you said. Um, life insurance is definitely like one of the main like pillars of wealth. Um, you know, you got, like I said, life insurance, emergency funds, yep. um, like credit and debt management, you know, and then you got investing. So when it comes to building up that foundation, life insurance is really a part of your foundation. So uh, I would encourage people like before they get to investing in really anything um, to make sure they have, you know, some sort of, you know, protection, uh, whether it's a, a cheap term policy or, you know, a more complex uh, permanent policy. Is there um, a max on how much you can get as far as like for a policy or is there like any factors that's going to prohibit you from getting a certain amount? Um, there might be factors that will like prohibit you getting a certain amount, uh, which will um, maybe like criminal history or uh, definitely your health or even um, your motor vehicle history. But I mean, if, if you're good on those, there's really no max on how much life insurance you can purchase. Uh, there might be like a max on like a policy, which I think, um, it really depends on companies, but I know, I know one, one company that I partner with, uh, I know if somebody wanted, I could write like a $65 million life insurance policy. So like I said, as long as you're healthy, um, clean, like issues, you know, in the past, like I said, there's really no, there's no, um, there's no bar on that. I did not know that they looked at your criminal history as a factor in like, you know, determining your policy. That's, that's definitely something new. Yes. So, um, when it comes to getting insurance, what they're going to look at is your medical history. Uh, they're going to look at your height to weight ratio, uh, motor vehicle history, criminal history. Um, yeah, that's pretty much, oh, if you, if you use tobacco, but that won't, I mean, tobacco use won't get you like barred from having insurance, but it'll definitely make your premiums go up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, those are the, those are the factors that'll basically get you approved or, or denied. Um, but I will say when it does come to, um, people that have a criminal record, uh, I know for a fact, if you have a felony on your, on your record, it doesn't really matter what the felony is. Um, well, if it's something like very, very serious, uh, you might have, you might have trouble. Um, but something that's not so serious, there is like a five year wait. Most insurance companies are going to be five years. Some might even be 10. Um, so for anybody out there that might have, you know, an F on their record, um, there is a five year period on, on that. Will it be a five year period from the date you apply or from the date of that felony? Uh, from the date that you were released from uh, prison. Okay. Or or the date that you were uh, released from uh, either parole or probation. Gotcha. So, but yeah, because I've, I've been having to deal with that uh, lately. I've, I've had like two inquiries the past weeks about that, so. 
That's 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 important. And it's two it's two things I want to touch on. Like first first, like I said in the beginning, it's so dope that you doing this and have your own business doing this because especially being a, a, a young black man, because this is something that you don't really see that 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 common for real. So that's like what you're doing right there, that's that's super dope. Like we got all the other industries you will see is like it's becoming very popular now, but this is really cool to see. And uh secondly is for the people that might be thinking they they hear in this episode and they might say, "Dang, I want to get into insurance myself." Like, what are those steps that they will need to take to go into the insurance business or have their own insurance business? Uh, well, first things first is you have to find somebody to sponsor you uh, to get your license. Um, if not, you'll just be paying like fully out of pocket. But um, it's it's not hard. Uh, most people that are going to sponsor you are either going to be like companies you can work for like a state farm or like a, like a farmer's insurance um, or like an MLM will sponsor you like a, like a Primerica or a world financial group. Um, but like I said, there's also ways to just go through it like without having one of those. But like I said, you might have to pay like out of pocket for like the test and out of pocket for like the training, uh, like the court, the training course. Um, but yeah, I mean, you basically like you have to take a you have to take a, a test. I think it's like 150 questions. Um, you take it, you pass it. Once you get licensed, uh, you basically have a decision to make. Um, either you could work for a company, uh, an insurance company. You can you know join an MLM and just do you know what they do as far as the recruiting and you know learning what what they sell and stuff like that. Uh, or you could go independent like I did, but, um, I would, my advice, I would tell people that it's good to like either work for a company or, uh, join the MLM at first before you just jump into being independent because it's like a lot of stuff, you know, it's a lot of stuff to deal with, you know, and I didn't have really anybody like holding my hand or showing me like, yo, you got to do this, you got to do that. Um, it's pretty much just been you know, fall and get back up. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but like I said, I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty simple to get into it. And I also do, um, I do consultations. So if there's anybody out there that does have a license um, and you are with the MLM or you have been, um, you know, work for a company, uh, I do charge 150 um, and that's for an hour consultation. And I basically show you, you know, how to market yourself, how to get your LLC, how to get up to 110% commission on what you sell, uh, how to get a corporate license, and really how to find a, uh, for lack of a better word, how to find a plug. Because some some insurance companies, like when you first start off small, they won't let you just partner up with them directly because mm. they'll say, oh, well, we need you to have, you know, you know, you need to be doing like, you know, $20,000 in revenue a month, you know, before we partner with you. Um, so it's like a, it's like a little middleman plug you can get, uh, which that's what I did. And they'll still give you like super high commissions. Um, but yeah, I basically, I basically break, break all that stuff down. What are the uh, average commission rates for someone just getting started out? Um, well, that would actually depend on um, what, what lane you choose to go. 
Um, if you work for an insurance company, I'm, I'm not really sure because I know I know for a fact they're gonna pay you like a like a salary. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it'll be a salary plus commission. So it probably won't probably won't be a lot. Um, but I know with MLMs, most of them probably start you off at like maybe like a 25, 25, 35% commission. Um, for me, it's uh my brokerage ranges because we do more than life insurance. So I can range anywhere between like maybe like 15% on health insurance, which that sounds low, but when you got people paying a thousand dollars a month, you know, it, it looks good. And then I go all the way up to a, a 110% commission on some products as well. Um, so when you do go independent, like the commissions are higher, but it's basically, you don't have anybody like training you or holding your hand. That's pretty much, that's pretty much why. Mm-hmm. That's dope, man. Yeah. I have one more question for you. So in making that transition from insurance agent to having your own brokerage, are there any like, um, like specific things you recommend someone doing or any advice you would give someone while making that transition? uh definitely investing in your education like i said uh reading that e-myth book um because like i said before i read that i was pretty much just focused on just being self-employed because that's all i saw people doing was just being self-employed in the insurance game um i didn't know anybody you know personally that um actually had a brokerage so i read that book and i just started just taking chances and then um I saw. I don't know. I don't know if you guys have it in California. You guys have like a uh, like a guy. Uh, he has a business called Fred Lawyer Insurance. I don't know if that's local or if that's global. Maybe that's local. I, n- I never heard of it. Okay, maybe 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 he's just a Texas dude. Um, but I just kind of started following. Like, I'm I, and I, I've never talked to this guy, but like he's he's pretty big. He's pretty big in Texas. So I started just kind of just looking at the stuff that he does, and I was like, well. He doesn't do any recruiting. He hires people, but um, he started off, you know, self-employed. And then, like I said, with that, the the E-Myth book, I don't know if you guys have read that, um, but it basically, like, it, it, it has you, like, break down basically every, like, department, you know, in your, in your business. And for me personally, um, so I have, like, a sales department. I have a marketing department. But then I have like a miscellaneous task department. Mm. Um, and basically what I did was I drew all that out. And of course I put my name in everything because I was at the time I was doing everything. And then I'll, you know, have to just plot out, okay, well, I need somebody to do this. So I need to hire somebody to do this. Um, and I basically started, you know, either hiring or, you know, outsourcing uh, certain things. Um, so like I said, the, the biggest thing is really educating yourself and going from, a self-employed mindset to a business owner uh, mindset. Uh, and also the book, uh, Cashflow Quadrant. I'm pretty sure you read that. Mm-hmm. You read that. Yep. Yeah. So that, that's another book that'll show you, you know, that you really got to, you have to change your, your, your mentality, you know, with it. Um, but yeah. Did that answer your question? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Like sometimes, because sometimes I'll be going. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. And let me let me ask you this though, from the from the business side, like you being twenty four, you've been in the industry two years now. You got your own business, like you doing dope things. Your business is growing fast. I see how fast it's growing. Like all the dope things you're doing. 
what's mm-hmm. the what do you think is the the blueprint of those things working for you like as as a as a business owner scaling your business um consistency is really a big thing um like i said consistency is real big cuz you can do something every day and feel like you're not doing nothing but you really are like uh i guess people call it the snowball effect yep you know what i'm saying you really are doing a lot of stuff um another thing man like i said education dude uh investing in yourself um, I got like a business coach and I never would have thought I would have had a business coach, you know, mm. showing me like different things. Um, so, but like I said, those are really the two things. I mean, in persistence too, um, uh, because in every business you're going to have, you know, ups and downs. Um, and I definitely, I've definitely had my, I definitely have my downs, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say those three things, those three things, consistency, persistence, and then really investing in your, in your, in your mindset. That's major right there. Persistence, man. Persistence is everything, no matter what industry or what what you're doing in life. If you want the, those great results that you want, persistence is really that key. Persistence and being able to focus for long periods of time. So that's yeah. That's 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 major. You can't you can't talk about that enough for real. Yeah, I mean, as long as you can, as long as you can take an L on a chin, because I mean, everybody, everybody, if if you chasing if you chasing wealth, you're trying to build anything it's always going to be some type of obstacles yep. and the difference between the successful person and the not successful person is the not successful person punked up once the obstacle presented itself. Right. So as long as you can just get through it, you know what I'm saying? And understand that it's always going to be, the sun always going to come out. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep. So as long as you have that mindset, you know what I'm saying? You'll be good. You'll be real good. Mm, yeah, yeah, you gotta take it. You gotta take it one day at a time. You can't, you can't try to uh, do everything in a, a day a week. You gotta take it one day at a time. Whether it's a Monday, you gotta say, "I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna dominate this Monday." And if it if BS come with it, you gotta say, "All right, what well, happened yesterday or this today? Tomorrow gonna be a different day." So that's the mentality. Yeah. That's it, man. It's so important to have that mentality because it'll, it'll. I don't wanna say it'll save you, but it'll help you so much throughout your journey. Because like you said, BS. BS is gonna happen, and not only is BS gonna happen, BS has to happen. Like it has to be yeah. some, some kind of pushback for you to move forward. It just has to be. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that not only that you gotta embrace, you gotta understand it's gonna happen. But long term, it's gonna it, it makes you as cliche as as it is. It really does make you better at whatever you're doing because you need that pushback. You need some adversity to really figure out who you are, so you know who you are and you know what you can do and you can be what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. You preaching? <laughs> <laughs> preaching facts. Straight, straight up. That's right. You had something. You had something to eat? No, I was just gonna say. You know, a lot of being an entrepreneur, it really all just boils down to mindset and mentality, and just having that yeah. that you know, being mentally strong and mentally tough, and not being afraid to go after what you really want and push through, and just you know, work hard at it every single day. Yeah. Yep. You know, the, men- the, the mental part is the is that's the cheat code, man. Like you could be, cause it, you know it's the well entrepreneurship. It's a biz- it's a big misconception. Like you got to be going super hard, super crazy all the time. Where I know a lot of people that's lazy, that's winning, because because yeah. you could be lazy and win because you got the right mindset. You know what to do. You working smart. You know what I'm saying. You you could figure out 
it's like like Deanna said, man. It's all mental, and once you got that mental, that mental uh, edge, like man, that shit. So the stuff stuff becomes so much easier. And don't let you have a a, a a great work ethic with that mental edge. You're gonna be like unbeatable for real, especially after a period yeah. of time. It might not happen fast overnight, but give it a period of time, you're gonna be exactly where you want to be. Like you, you yeah. got that mental sharpness. You gotta have that though, for real. Yeah, and I ain't saying when I say that Mr. Sharpness, I ain't saying like a crazy IQ or something like some Einstein shit. I just mean like Nah, not at all. Yeah. You, know you gotta just have that right, right. right entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Like that's 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 what I mean. Cause like like I said, man, you twenty four. I don't know why I thought you was older than twenty four, bro. <laughs> um, a lot of people a lot of people tell me that, bro. A lot of people tell me that. A lot of people tell me that. But <laughs> you know what? Cause you know what, bro? I I I, I done kind of calmed down a little bit, but sometimes I be wilding on Twitter, bro. I had to calm down a little bit. I had to chill out. <laughs> I had to chill out. Yeah, but, bro, I, I noticed that, though. Yeah, bro, I, I had to, bro, because um, I started to, like, lose, like, some leads, bro. And I was like, man, I, I need to learn how to shut the hell up, bro. Mm, I mm. can't. Everything, everything. That's some more advice I'll get to somebody that's building a business, man. On social media, like, some stuff can, like, come across your mind. But you do not have to tweet, and this, no. this is advice to myself too. <laughs> you do not have to tweet everything that comes to your head. You do not have to do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't. Yeah. I had to, to learn that. I, to I, learn that. I, I used to tweet that a lot. I used to, I used to tweet that saying a lot too. I used to always say, whatever come to your mind, you don't have to say it. And whatever, like I always say, tweet or post for your future self. Like yeah. I always say that. Like you got to keep in mind because hey, there's. You never know where life going to take take you. Never know what you're going to be into, and you never know what the people you might be doing business with or whatever. We never know what they might be into, so they could yeah. come across something you posted years ago, and it could be something simple, but it could just simply mess up the bag and the business that you're working on. So sometimes, especially I know Twitter was one of those apps where it's like it's hard to sometimes stay away from saying stuff that you really really might want to say. But it's really, yeah. it's in your best interest long term a lot of times, especially as it, what society is right now is extremely sensitive and PC. Yeah. But a lot of yeah. things is like very touchy. And as a business extremely, person. Extremely, bro. Right, right. <laughs> extremely. Like, and if you're not no comedian, or even for comedians, it's, it's tough for them. So if you're not like, especially as a business person, like I always tell business people this. I'm like, man, certain stuff just stay out of because at the end of the day yeah. you're a business person and what you discussing what you talking about it got nothing to do with business and it's going to affect your business like when yeah. the certain people see that yeah yeah like i said man i, I was losing leads man off, off some of the stuff and I, and honestly in my answer but that's the thing in your opinion you like man i really didn't even say nothing bad right right <laughs> it's it's how other people it's how other people you know take stuff you know what i'm saying and then plus like another thing about me is um I can give somebody my opinion, but I'm not too good at like breaking down my perspective, my perspective of why I said what I said or posted what I posted. Um, so like I said, man, I just had to just kind of just keep my thoughts, man, off of, off of Twitter, bro. Yeah. And I know me and you, we didn't have conversations about this conversation here before. I don't yeah. know if you're, we didn't talk to on Twitter like privately about like how it's since a lot of stuff is just best to, you know what I'm saying? It's just, just, yeah, just not even, not yeah, even bring just it up, not, bro. Yeah, just not even go there because it's gonna be, 
it's gonna give you a headache. What people' reaction is gonna be is gonna irritate the shit out of you because you're gonna be like, oh, yeah. "How are y'all thinking this way?" And then it's yeah. like, man, I like like what helped me on some real shit. What helped me was for real is realizing like it's not my, it ain't my. I don't want to say it's not my duty, but yeah, pretty much it's not my duty to not only be trying to convince people of things, but not only I shouldn't be trying. Like you can't convince anybody of nothing. You should never try to put your ideologies on people. Oh, nobody. Like, yeah, you yeah. just gotta you just gotta live whatever you believe in. You live that every day. And when people see that, exactly, they know of like which whatever you want, if it's real or not. Instead of trying to force feed it down people, because people don't buy shit, they don't buy into stuff like that. No, that that's true. That's real true, bro. And I, that's something I had to learn. That's something I had to learn mm-hmm. uh, as I made the transition into into entrepreneurship, man. Sometimes you just gotta just just shut up, man, and just do you. No. <laughs> Now, arguing with people and going back and forth just takes body away from what you was actually trying to say in the first place. Right. Yeah. That, that is true. That's real right that there. That is true. <laughs> yeah, you, you just got to let people just think think how they think and then live how they want to live. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to do your thing anyway. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you winning, you know what I'm saying? Don't even worry about people. Because mm-hmm. what that really is, it's just the ego. And when you get like the ego is all centered around like a false sense of a false sense of uh control. So when you in your ego bag like that for real, you want to be in control so much. So then when you putting these ideologies, I, I can't even say the word right now. Right. Yeah, when you putting those out and people not accepting it, it drives you crazy. But it drives you crazy because you're trying to be such a control of a situation because you're in that ego mix. But you can't control nobody, and you can't control how nobody thinks. So it really is like, it's really, to be honest, a waste of time. You know what I'm saying? Unless somebody is is accepting what you're putting out there, and they want to hear what you're putting out there so they can get a better understanding, then it's cool. But when it's somebody on the opposite side of the stick, it's really genuinely a waste of time. Arguing anything, honestly, for real. Like, I, it took me a minute to learn that. And when I learned it, Bro, I don't argue with it. I don't argue with nobody, bro. It's like, oh, you yeah, got it. Not at all. Yeah, facts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I got I can put my energy towards something else. Like we I'm not finna like you don't really you don't make no money off arguing with nobody. And you really don't too much learn anything by arguing with somebody in most cases. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, why even waste your energy? Yep. That's no. yeah, bro, that's heavy. <laughs> that's heavy, man. Yeah. You wanna say something? So yeah, another question. This is another. This is a question I always ask, uh, like entrepreneurs that's that's killing it in their industry, especially when they're young. Like I always ask them, and if, if you don't want to answer this, that's cool. I always ask them about the, the uh, the dating life, the dating side of things, and I ask them how. Why, Deanna? Why you look at me like that? <laughs> I, always, I always ask like how. Cause look, look, I'll put it this way. Like I always, I tell people this. I'm like, when me and Deanna got together, I was broke, so it was easy for me to, you know, what I'm saying, I didn't have no like thoughts as in like, is she trying to get something out of me? You know, what I'm saying type shit. Like I knew she was rocking with me, like genuinely rocking with me, because I ain't really have much to give her anyway. You know what I'm saying? Besides, like, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying. But with you, when you winning, it's different. You know, what I'm saying you have, you got to be more on point you got to be more uh what's the word i'm thinking i can't even think of the word right now but you you get what i'm saying so how how is that for you? yeah uh well personally bro um man how do i want to say this um 
I'm not really, I'm not really too, too, um, I'm not really like really looking for like that, like the love or nothing like that right now, bro. Like, right, right. I'm in love. I'm in love with the business right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love it. but for, for, for you, it's different because like, for, for example, if I met a girl and she was on the same thing as me and I got that feeling like, okay, bro, hold up. You can't let her go nowhere. Now that's different. So for you like that, that's different. But I guess right. at this time, I haven't found that, but nor, nor am I really looking for it. I mean, cause personally, bro, like I, I have like money goals. Like it's, 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 it's a certain like amount I want every month before I, I even start, um, you know, even trying to uh, uh, entertain a woman in that way. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but as of now, I mean, I got like female, like I got like when they're mine, I don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to say that, but um, but yeah, but like I said, man, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to focus on being like, you know, a better man because I feel like as a man, I know people on Twitter always argue that 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 whole fifty fifty thing, um, but how I was raised and, and what I believe in, I'm I'm more of a traditional type of dude, yeah. and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying I'm against the fifty fifty thing. But I feel like a man is supposed to provide the meat. And I'm saying if a woman, if she provides meat too, pause, then <laughs> it's cool. But like what I'm saying is this, I want to be able to like take care of like a woman 100%. That way she's, she's free to do what she wants to do. Like there's no stress on her to, you know, have to work, you know, 50, 60 hours a week just so she could come up with her 50%. You know what I'm saying? Like, Right, right, right. I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to go out like that because I feel like that starts arguments, and I feel like a woman won't respect you. Like that, but that's just that's just me. That's a standard that I hold myself to. Everybody's different, so I'm not saying like my way is the way. Right, um, right. But what I'm saying is, is I want to be able to provide for her 100, percent although she's still doing her 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 thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying she needs to be like you know only like a housewife i'm not like one of those type of dudes right. i'm saying a man a man should provide enough to where a woman can decide what she wants to do like okay do you want to start a business do you want to go to school do you want to work you free to do whatever you want to do you want to be a housewife cool whatever so that's mm. just my thing right i support that message wholeheartedly you already know i do and that's like I'm, I asked, I asked uh Brandon, uh Brandon Jones that same question. Like earlier this week, we was talking. I asked him that, and he was like, I forgot the term, the word he said, but he he basically said, like I'm paraphrasing, he basically said the same amount of like alertness, fo- focusness, and like being able to see what's going on around you and like read people. What that that that's what got you to the point you are today. So when you are like in the dating field, you have to keep that same mentality when you potentially looking to find someone because you can't you can't let that guard down now. Like that's gonna help you find a good person for you. And I was like, man, that's that's some real game right there. Cause I know a lot of times, like the reason I brought it up because I know when a lot of a lot of young dudes when they start winning, is like it even women, you know what I'm saying? It makes it so much more difficult to find somebody that's on the same type of stuff that you want. So, so, but when I heard yeah. Brandon say that, I'm like, that's super important. And that message I think will be helpful to a lot of people if they hear that. So that's why I just said it. Yeah, no, that is true, man. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's not a lot. Like I know, I could count on one hand how many women I know, like personally that are in the same age group as me, that you know, got a lot going on. Even even you know are working towards something. Um, it's real rare, especially right now. But a lot of people. A lot of people being being real lazy with this uh with this quarantine going on. People yeah. it's a it's the excuse to be lazy. So Yeah, that's true. That's probably gonna make some people mad, but that's <laughs> how I feel. But uh, hey, people people that listen to this podcast, they already listen to it because they they own some different type of time. They have a different mentality. So I, I when they hear that, they already gonna understand it. And I think most would agree with that, with that statement anyway. So because it's real anyway, like you you only gonna deny it if you have a or have a hard time with uh identifying and agreeing with the truth. Like the truth is the truth no matter who's saying it. So that's always been my mentality. So the what you just said, that's real, man. That's real. And did you did you have uh any other questions, Lee? No. What what about you, bro? Did you have anything else uh you want to go over that we ain't get a chance to? Uh no, I think we pretty much I think we pretty much uh I think we pretty much went over everything. Um <laughs> let me think. No, I, th- I think we pretty much went over everything, brother. Okay, okay, definitely, man. I appreciate you, man. Like before, before we this was this was a extremely dope episode. But before we let you go, do you mind? Pl- I want you to plug in everything, bro. Where people could they could uh get a policy where they could contact you, follow you, where they get consultations, everything. Okay. Uh, so uh, first and foremost, uh, my brokerage is licensed in the state of uh, Texas, California, Louisiana. Colorado, Nevada, North Carolina, uh, Georgia, and I'm not sure if I said Louisiana already. I think I think that's that. I think that was it. Um, but uh, yeah, reach out to five one two four five nine sixty one twenty three. I don't I don't turn my phone off, so I'm able to serve uh, all day. I'm the only salesperson um, uh, right now. Although I'm about to uh, about to actually hire my mom. Uh, oh, that's dope. She got her insurance hey. license. Salute, yeah, bro. yeah, appreciate that, bro. Um, but yeah, um, on Twitter, uh, my Twitter uh, handle is uh, BT Brandon Thomas BT Insurance CEO. Um, I really don't tweet too much crazy stuff. I try, I try not to, <laughs> I try not to get into all that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm the same on Instagram. I really don't get on Instagram too much. Um, but yeah, they can send me a DM, uh, text, call. Um, like I said, man, I'm, I'm always, I'm always, always available. Um, so, uh, but yeah. Hey, man. And that's, that's, uh, we, that's all we have for you, bro. Once again, we definitely appreciate you coming on, man. This was a, 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 a really informative, dope episode for real, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you guys for having me on. Oh, I also want to say, um, business is also, uh, uh, accredited by the Better Business Bureau. So I just want to put that out there. Definitely, that, cause that's that's major too. That's that's why I made sure I said it in the beginning, just so people heard it. This, I'm glad you said it, just in case they didn't hear, hear me say it. Yeah, that's major, man. Like that's I said, man, this year when I when I got that phone call, dude, um, I was I don't I don't know what I was doing, but I, I know I was in the car driving, and I had this lady reach out, and she was like, she's like, hey, we wanted to invite you, um, you know, for the uh, it's like they invite you to. Uh, they don't invite you to join the BBB. They, they, they basically like, I guess, underwrite you like background history and stuff like that. Um, so I got that phone call. I thought she was playing with me at first. Cause I was like, 
I was like, I literally just got my, uh, like, even though I've been doing business since 2018, I didn't get my LLC till January. Mm -hmm. So I was like, like, ma'am, are you playing on my phone? And she was like, no. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I got that. Um, and then even in Austin right now, man, um, I got, uh, five spot, five different sponsorships in golf courses in Austin. Um, I have two high school sponsorships in the greater Austin area. And then I got one in uh, the Dallas area at Trinity Christian uh, where uh, Deion Sanders coaches. Mm. Um, so, and I got all of that, all of that this year. Um, so like I said, man, this year has been a pretty, it's been a pretty big year, man. That's major, man. I'll just continue with you much, much success, man. I'm pretty sure you're going to keep killing it, keep doing your thing. Like, like you super young, bro. So you, the only way to go is up from here, as long as you sticking with it. I'm trying to be like, y'all. Appreciate you, dog. For real, man. You already know we definitely, we locked in already. We're going to definitely be keeping in touch, man. Like I said, we, we appreciate you coming on this episode, bro. Most definitely, most definitely. And, yeah, man, if you guys have any family out in California, man, that need anything. Um, oh, but I know you from you from Illinois, though. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't do business out there. Um, <laughs> he, he from Ohio. Oh, well, I'm in, I'm in Ohio, too. I think that's a state that I forgot. I think I said Louisiana twice. Yeah, you ain't um, said – I don't think you said Ohio. Okay, yeah, but, yeah, we're, I'm in Ohio for sure. I'll definitely get some people to you. Yeah, I know okay, you got well, some. Yeah, I, know, well. I know you got some people that need life insurance, D. So go on here and make that make <laughs> some calls. Holler at them. They need it. Oh, I really? love to help them out. We and I don't like I said I don't charge for um, any kind of clothing or uh, consultations either. So not on not on the customer side. On the insurance, you trying to be an insurance broker? That's that's a whole different story. Mm -hmm. oh, so y'all y'all heard go go cut like I like we we preach the importance of it. If you don't got life insurance. Contact him, especially if you uh in those states that he named. So definitely contact him. Yeah, man. And that's like once again, bro. That's we appreciate you coming on, bro. I appreciate you guys for having me, man. I, I, it's it's definitely a blessing. Y'all's podcast is big. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. We, I, I'll be uh we'll be talking soon. All right, brother. Thank you All so right. much. Yes, sir. And that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindsets podcast. And then wrapping up, for those who don't know, you can find me and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Xavier C. Miller. And D, what's your info? And you can find me on Twitter at Deanna S. Kent and Instagram at Deanna Kent or Park Hill Capital. Yep. And you can also follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, and that's at M Mindsets Pod. And appreciate y'all for tuning in to another episode. See you guys next episode. Peace. Me up Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody vouching. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. I study millionaires cause I was born a visionary. You still believe in limitations? Why you acting scary? You can't distract me from the paper. I've been chasing greatness. I'm stacking now and balling later. End the conversation. We strategizing, monetizing, piling up investments. 
and sacrificing temporaries for bigger blessings. Yeah, a tapped in boss mind state. I multiply my grind rate and I match the way I vibrate. Gotta get your brain right if you're trying to make a million dollars. If you ain't gonna do it for yourself, then do it for your mama. Only stay surrounded by them people if you know they solid. Elevate your hustle up today to double up your profit. Trying to learn some game, Xavier gonna talk about it. No Deanna, speak that shit that everybody voucher. Ain't no more excuses valid. Get up off the couch and get up in your bag. To your bank account, need an accountant. 